I mean, you're, you're trying to, you're passing the ball to your teammates to help them, not to set them up in a, in a bad way. Absolutely. Today's episode is presented by goalkeeping.com. and welcome back to a new episode of the Club Sound Podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today, we're joined by a new guest, Jakob Haugo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Jakob, you are currently playing in Stockholm, Sweden. How are things in Sweden at the moment? Uh, things are all right. For me personally, not... Uh... Not great. I'm struggling a little bit with the with an injury, but uh, for the team, couldn't be better. We are top of the league going into uh, international break, so uh, it's good. Okay, fair enough. If if you don't mind, we just uh, love to talk about the mentality aspect of being a goalkeeper as well. And as you said, that uh, yourself struggling a little bit with injuries at the moment, and still at the same time, your teammates are doing a great job on the fields, and you're top of the of the table how is it uh, to to be on a team that's performing while you can really contribute ah uh, it's a bit of a mixed emotions you can say because all you want is to just be out there and, and contribute uh, on the other hand it's it's always best to to kind of be in an environment where you you win games and the positive atmosphere so uh of course, you want you want the want the team to do well. You want your teammates to do well, and uh, at the moment, it's it's uh, really working for us. So, uh, of course, it's it's disappointing to be to be injured. It 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 always is. But uh, on the other hand, uh, if the club is is doing well, that's uh, that's a positive you got to look at as well. I'm sure you will bounce back stronger anyway. Um... Talk, that could be a topic itself, you know, but today we decided to to talk about us as goalkeepers playing with our feet, also called distribution, because um, all three of us, that's uh, our main strength. You mentioned yourself that you feel very comfortable with playing out with your feet as well. And I think a big reason behind that is, for listeners out there, if they don't know, all three of us are... Danish guys born in Denmark and the Danish goalkeeper school is very focused on playing with the feet distribution and focusing on developing good goalkeepers that can contribute to the outfield players in the build-up and stuff like that and we've also talked about earlier that in Denmark we also participate in the team sessions where we are in possession drills and stuff like that where for example where am I now in in the states they would usually in the beginning of the session say goalkeepers go warm up we'll need you in 20 minutes where in denmark instead that would have been that we played in the position drill as equal as the outfield players um so going from that do you think that's also why you feel so comfortable uh as mentioned the guy from denmark that grew up in the danish goalkeeper school played at FC Midtjylland and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, I think it's a 
it's a big part of it that you you do join in possession games or even passing drills or you know different kind of drills where you're involved with the team it's not just you go aside and you work by yourself and you and you join them when the games are on um i think it's becoming more and more natural as well it's becoming more and more needed i mean you 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 kind of need to be at least decent with your feet nowadays to 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 make it to the top i think um but yeah, of course you say it's it, it's been a natural thing, a part of my. Can you see how I kind of grew up in the in the football world and and in Denmark, as you say. Uh, but even in England as well, not as much, but still, it was something we tried to to implement. Or if not with the team in the in the goalkeeping uh, session with the other goalkeepers. Um, so yeah, it's it's becoming more and more natural, and and as you say, it, it's it's part of it, and and it becomes more and more comfortable. Of course, the more you, the more you join in with the team. Yeah, and as you mentioned, I think development within, not just goalkeeping, but the football game overall, uh, really makes the goalkeeper contribute. Play, um, I saw some statistics on that, eighty percent of a goalkeeper's actions. Is with the feet doing a game. Yeah. Uh, it might have been some specific goalkeeper, right? But still, anyway, that's a that's a big amount of, of the actions we are we're doing in a game. Um, but I mean, the development within within football have really put pressure on us to to also, even though how you're built, how tall you are, how less tall you are. We talked shortly about before we start click the record button here that Alexander and I are both kind of smaller goalkeepers. Alex is 182, I'm 185, and uh, you, Jakob, is uh, one of the taller goalkeepers, 199. And um, I would say you you still have to to focus on it, no matter if you're tall or or not, right? And and people say that it's always the smaller goalkeepers that Com, com, confident with their with their feet and the tall goalkeepers that's com, comfortable in uh, with high balls and stuff like that. Uh, what's your perspective? What's your take on that? Because you are a taller goalkeeper, and Alex and I are smaller goalkeepers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you you can say if you if you are a small goalkeeper, it may it may even be even more important because that's a. Uh, that's a part of the play where, I mean, everybody is equal. The one that works the hardest becomes the best. Uh, but again, it, just, it doesn't it doesn't depend much on 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 your size. I mean, because for me, distribution is also a lot about uh, the tactics of the game and reading the game and how you how you see the game in front of you. Of course, there's the execution uh, in your distribution, but I'd say. A big part of it is also making the right decisions, uh, and you can do that whether you're you're tall or you're not so tall. I mean that 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 just really depends on 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 size. Uh, so I think there's two aspects of it: the the distribution itself, the the kick or the execution, but the kind of the step before that, how you how you read the game and uh, make the right decisions. Yeah, I definitely agree. There is. Um... We've talked about this before. I think it was with uh, Lesse Heinze. Um, and shortly one time we, we talked with it also with uh, Jesper Hansen. Um, we talked that, yeah, you can be good with your feet. And yeah, you can maybe kick 
precisely with both your right and your left. But as you mentioned, it's the tactical part. It's the decision making. It's what do you do when you're under pressure? And and from what I've seen uh, on social media and so on, um, a lot of the training sessions, it's 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 about hitting that good precise kick with your right and left foot but not so much what do you do under pressure situation and that's where i think that we in the danish uh, youth especially i know i've been in marcus too uh, where we've been in, in the possession games and that's where you learn what you do when you're under pressure because in goalkeeper training you don't really get under pressure like you do when you were training with the outfield players and that's where i think i've um come to the part where i say that I say to myself that I cannot be pressed with my feet. Uh, if I have the ball with my feet, nobody can press me because I'll just find a solution. And if I don't yeah. find a solution, I, I put it in a safe space. Um, so, yeah, if we can start comparing, you said a little bit in England, but not so much. Can you compare a little bit about the difference between the, the distribution part and the playing up with your feet from Denmark to England? Well, I'd say in, in, when I came to England, uh, I'd say... The overall uh, main target is shot stopping, you'd say. Just, you know, keep the ball out of the net, whether you do it with your hands or your feet or your face or your shoulder. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the technical bits, of course, we can talk about it if, you know, if something appears and happens over and over again or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if you keep it out of the net, it's a success. Uh, but as I said, it was still still parts of the, the, the goalkeeping session where we would kind of implement uh, playing out from the back or trying to read the game. Uh, but as you say, which I agree with, is it's only when you when you join with the team or in match situations or same match in, in training as well, um, where you are kind of forced to make the right decisions. When we sit in, in AIK in Stockholm, where I'm at now, when we sit and analyse uh, games or training sessions afterwards and watch the video, I'd say the, I'd say 90% of what we talk about is the decision-making because, you know, weird stuff happens. You know, the ball bounces or whatever, blah, 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 and you look at pressure. But, but you know, these decisions that not everybody, I'd say, not many sees these kind of things. And, and what we are trying to look for. Um, so that's the that's the most important thing. And if the decision was wrong, yeah, okay, we analyze and we look and where are the spaces and what are we trying to hit? But that was the, that, that part was the same in England. I mean, it is the decision-making. What are we doing? Because we didn't, we didn't join so much with the team in possession. It was more we joined for the, for the games um, in England. But again, then we maybe had more time in the goalkeeping session where we could implement playing with feed or we we did all the serving on each other. So we were one goalkeeper coach and three goalkeepers and we were doing all the kicking on each other, all the finishing, all the crossing, all the passing, you know, everything with left and right foot. So there you kind of learn the execution you'd like and then the decision making probably comes more when you when you join in with the team, when the pressure is on, when the striker is right in your face or, you know, these different kind of things. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely agree. So the, the execution part, that's a great word to say that the execution part of the distribution is something that you can work on with, with yourself and a few others. And then the decision-making one is the one you get with playing in matches and yeah, that's the one that's, that's affecting on uh, tactics, you know, the opponent, they, 
they press high, they press low, you know, whatever it might be. That's the kind of things you, you it's hard to, to work on yourself. You know, the execution, you line up 10 balls and you go for the crossbar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you can, you can just work and you can perfect it. But again, if you don't have the decision-making when it comes to the game, you're not really able to then use your great right foot or use your great ball up to the start or whatever it might be. Um, so it's a very important thing. Yes, I definitely agree. And and one thing you can do uh, to improve your decision making is, uh, yeah, of course, listen to this podcast. But also, like when you watch pro games, <laughs> see what the goalkeepers do. Goalkeepers uh, who are great with their feet, like like Ederson, um, mm. like mentioning uh, if you're Danish, Jesper Hansen is great with the with the decision making. And just look at that, uh, Mas Hamansen, Brøndby. Uh, he's really good at the the and not last week sorry that was um if anybody watched that uh, <laughs> we'll cut this out this howler uh, <laughs> otherwise he's usually good uh, i used to train with him back today um yeah, no, i'll cut this bit out um but yeah watching the the pro goalkeeper see how they do it see first of all what they do well how they how calm they're on the ball how they 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 distribute and make their decisions but then also look at what they did of mistakes like okay this time he might have put out a weird pressure ball to your outside back where the outside back have to take the ball with his chest with his back against the other goal and his nose to your goal that's maybe not the best ball you can give to your outside back that's something that i've learned the hard way that don't give the like if you have a ball if your pass cannot benefit the team don't give that pass then rather just put it um, yeah, exactly. We 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 usually talk about, or or the main focus is to see the second pass. The first the first pass, we can don't get me wrong. We can all do that. We can all make the first pass. I can pass it to to whatever. But what I'm trying to think about when I'm in the game situations, how I'm trying to read the game, is I need to kind of be able to see what the guy I'm giving the ball to is going to do next, because we also often see then myself also that you, you give it to your center back, he gives it back and you just, you hook it long. Um, where I, I try to avoid that as much as possible by, as I say, see, try to see a pass in front. See, if I give it to him, the aim of that pass is for him to then, you know, I don't know, drive the ball forward or pass it out to the, to the right back or whatever it might be. Uh, so always try to see the second pass, uh, which is, of course, it's hard. And <laughs> I make mistakes all of the time in, in, in this. But that is my, uh, how do you say, my mentality when I'm, when I'm in the game. And I think another way to say that is uh, reading the game, right? Uh, as you mentioned, all don't play it into an area where you're going to play your, let's say, right back and he's going to be on, on the pressure from two men. Uh, just so you didn't make the mistake no, and exactly. it's your white bank exactly. that makes the mistake, right? And yeah. don't put it on others because it's a team performance that's at the end. And if you want him to to defend well on your behalf um, defensively, you also want to help him offensively, right? So I think that's a very important aspect of it as well, not to just put it into areas where it looks good or that was a great pass. He got it to the feet, but then one second after he has two men on him, pressing him, and then they are winning the ball and then the counter is on, right? 
Um, yeah. So that's a very, very important read the game, as you said, to put it into areas where the one you're playing it to then can play it to the next guy and then you can build it up, right? I think that's that's spot on and and, and it's very important to 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 highlight. Yeah, exactly. No, you 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 pointed out perfectly. I mean, you you're trying to you're passing the ball to your teammates to help them, not to set them up in a in a bad way. Absolutely. Yeah, and if we, we take it further along, I saw um, a video of uh, some tactics yesterday where it was uh, four players in the in the back line. But they pushed this, one of the center backs up as a CDM in the buildup, so the goalkeeper goes up and are the fourth man in the buildup, almost yeah. online with the other center back, right? And I found that yeah. very fascinating because how we play at the moment, where I'm playing here at Davenport University in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we play with me coming up in front of the two, oh sorry, in between the two center backs, as the middle, um, the, and the middle guy, exactly. Uh, and if you if you look at it like I'm just gonna be an extra pass, then they could for sure just play each other instead of playing me as the middleman, and then I have to play it out to the next guy, and it's just put another pass on and slows down the place in times where what I saw yesterday was again they just take away a center back and the goalkeeper goes up and plays that position as well. I know that is. It can be tough sometimes. We need to be very yeah. confident because obviously that that opens up the net, right? It opens up the goal. Um, but I I think it's a very very interesting style of play, and I think that in the near future, within at least a year or two, I think we will see more teams like that, especially with the importance of distributions nowadays as a goalkeeper. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've seen, I've played against something similar. Uh, when I was in England, we played friendlies in, uh, I think it was in Germany. And uh, I think it was against uh, Hamburg. And their goalkeeper, uh, Polisbach, I think it was called, he, he was almost at the halfway line in, the, in their build-up. So, of course, he had a long way to travel back if they if they lost it. Um, we've seen videos afterwards as well, where of course he gets he gets caught out, but it it just it pinned us so far down that he just stepped in and he was the middleman. Uh, which shocks you a little bit. Or you 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 think it's unnatural. So it kinda kinda stuns you a little bit. Uh, but I agree completely. I think it's a very interesting uh, approach because that's the that's the thing I think we we could be even better at in general is I don't know if we're talking tactics or whatever is when the opponent press high, we often tend to just look at what the defenders are doing or what we how we are and that get on with the ball and move the ball forward where that's why I think we could use the goalkeeper even more or it, it could be even more natural that you count him in. So instead of having to take the, I don't know, central midfielder down to support the back line, you kind of bring the goalkeeper up a little bit instead. Uh, of course, it it's a balance uh, and, and, and the way you kind of do it. But 
I think that's the way the game is going is to involve the goalkeeper as much as possible because you can see you used Edison as an example is what I see in their play is he he him alone of course the rest of the team are very skillful but him alone has basically frightened every opponent to do high press because he can he can hit a pass I mean full pitch so there's no point in going high so the the opponent goes high and he pins it to the right winger who is a hundred yards away so he is kind of taken it out of the out of the equation just by with his uh, his uh, distribution but I, it was a very interesting thought of yeah and I, I think you're spot on in regards to to what you said about goal kicks as well because if let's say the opponent team press high on a goal kick we see a lot of teams trying to build it up but then just using the goalkeeper to transfer it from one center back to the other right where the next step is to obviously play to the to the right and left backs. But what I really like about, let's use Edison again, and Kasper Schmeichel is a perfect example of it as well, is they don't just always take the easy option to play centre-back or to the outside backs. They also sometimes try to find a centre-mid or yeah, exactly. a striker, try to break the lines, right? And I think that's where the next step is going to be. And... And just watching, to be to be honest, just watching Edison and and Casper Schmeichel in the build-up is is something you can only learn from. Oh, absolutely! It's a higher risk, but it's a higher reward as well. I mean, that that's that's basically how you how you look at it. I mean, and yeah, they probably miss a pass here and there, but again, the ones they hit, I mean, off you go. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's one way forward, isn't it? It is, and and as you said, what the the ones that they hit perfectly, like they create chances. Uh, I remember exactly. a perfect one where Edison he had it inside his six yard, but and he just boom smashes up Sterling one v one goal. Yeah, uh, and exactly. He's shown many times that's what he can do, and that's why you say that people teams are kind of afraid when that happens because if you're super high like that and the keeper has it and he can ping it 60, 70 yards, then mm-hmm. it's a big threat. But going back to talking about goal kicks, um, so mm-hmm. I've, I've I did a little bit in um, the spring here because I had two centre backs uh, when I played in Denmark. I had two centre backs that I really trusted, and we we played out a lot. So I started letting the centre back take the goal kick, and he played me. So I when yeah. I had the ball, if they started to press me, I still had my options. Normally, like when you play, let's play. I play my left centre back. He takes a touch, which mm-hmm. goes a little bit to the side. Then he has an option of playing. It finding a center mid, the left back, uh, the left wing, the striker, or me. That's kind of his options, or just yeah. taking it deep. But if if the goal kick comes to me, I have every option. I have both my center backs, and I just have if I yeah. mean it's I need to have a good first touch, of course. But it could just be an easy ball. He could just roll it to me. He gets in position. Then I have both my center backs, my outside backs, my center mids, wingers, whatever. Uh, and I really like that because. And where does he go? That it's a this is a central mid taking the the goal, goal kick. No, no, the centre back. Oh, the centre back. The centre back. Okay. So yeah. the so the centre back takes the goal kick, plays to me. Yeah. And then we okay. can pull down one centre mid uh, to come yeah. or two if you want. Um, yeah. But but I really liked it because it just gave me so many options and teams were a little bit confused because why is he taking it and how do we press him because you ha- when you're you're 11 versus 10 at that point. You're a man up 
when you use the goalkeeper. So you should have always a player open. And then it's my job and my decision-making to find that player. No, exactly. And it's again, it's also just, uh, it's a a thing to kind of mess the opponent up a little bit because they've probably been talking about, you know, of course the goalkeeper do the goal kick. So the goalkeeper puts the ball down, centre-backs are here, blah, 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 blah. So first goal kick you get, that whole picture is is out the window. And you, you create this confusion. So next time, they are thinking, you know, what if he takes it, if he takes it? It creates this confusion where, as you say, you might as well use it. If your goalkeeper is comfortable enough on the ball, if your centre-backs are comfortable enough on the ball, I mean... Why not? It's, I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, corner kicks. You have different setups. I mean, why not on, on, on goal kicks? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a set thing where, you know, the goalkeeper do the goal kicks and blah, blah, blah. It's, we've done it a little bit. I mean, we've done it a few times where we took, but that was actually our central mid, uh, midfielder took down and, and, uh, and played the ball. And again, it kind of creates this, uh, you know, what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. And already there, you're kind of a half a step ahead. Okay, so, so talk us through what does what do you do when, when the center mid takes it? So talk us through that. Now I have the example of center back. Talk us through the center mid. Yeah, but this was, then we bring, then he would probably pass it because it's, it's actually a, quite a while since we've done it now. Um, but again, depends on what he sees. If the right back or the left back is free, he will just pin it out to them straight away. Or he would just roll it to the side to the goalkeeper and then he would kind of run forward to the edge of the box into the, you can say, into the middle. Uh, but again, then the goalkeeper has the, the ball and the ball is alive. It's it's rolling, it's open. And already there, soon as the striker, midfielder, whoever is pressing, they kind of jump out. For me as a goalkeeper, that, that's what I want. I want the striker to press me. As soon as he press me, I know something is on. And then it's just up to me to, to be quick enough to see it and realize it. And that's what you kind of want. You want the then get the goalkeeper on the ball where the ball is rolling. Nobody's pressing. You bring it forward. Of course you do. Um, but instead of, as you say, the ball is being, being set and it's dead and the strikers, you know, they're just standing there waiting. As soon as you have the ball and you can kind of travel with it a little bit, they have to adjust in some way. As soon as they jump out, either the central mid, who who might be on the edge of the box now, is free again, or the centre back, or whoever it might be. Interesting. I really like that. Um, it's something I actually haven't seen, uh, haven't tried either. Um, mm-hmm. And if I can say this, unfortunately, my my coach here uh, at this club in Norway, in Nuberson, is uh, a bit too traditional. So I've been told yeah. that I have to take every goal kick. Um, yeah. And my own response to that is, uh, did you see the Euros, how Chiellini was taking every goal kick for Italy? Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. also a big goalkeeper playing with his feet. So that was really... Um, that brought it out more to the world. First time I saw it was like a year yeah. ago when England did or Everton did it. Can't remember. Um, but now a lot of teams do it, and I really like it because, as we've talked about a lot, it's uh, it's opened up the play and yeah, and the position is developing and and yeah, we really love talking about this because we like love to be <laughs> yeah. in a continuous development mindset. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, uh, I think the, it's very interesting. 
that's what yeah so interesting and and that's what you also have to have as a goalkeeper you have to have a continuous development uh, Smigel once said once you think you know it all then you're done yeah, yeah that's a good uh, that's a good say it's uh, 100% right perfect clap happy to hear that and on that note we usually have this question to our goalkeepers uh, mm-hmm. or our guest is that since we're called gloves on podcast what are your favorite gloves mm-hmm. and why what my favorite gloves are and why oh that's a big uh, that's a big question you know what i'm actually in a phase right now where i'm just testing different stuff <laughs> just to see how it feels uh but you know i'm not actually that uh, specific with my gloves i know michael is very with you know he knows everything about them but uh and you know, I'm not, I'm not too picky. It's just a, it's just a feeling. You know, when you get the gloves on, do they fit or do they not fit? That's the, that's the main, that's the main point. As I say, right now it's hard to say now, right? Because I've been testing all sorts at the moment, so I haven't really, I haven't really put all my energy in, uh, in one certain pair of gloves. Okay. Um. Do you have an all-time favorite pair? That'd be a boring answer. I don't really, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, so fair, sorry. fair. Uh, okay, what are you testing at the moment? What did you train with today? If you train today, um, today it was Roish. What is that? How you pronounce it? I don't even know how you pronounce it, but something like that. Um, but it's Roish Select and uh, Nike. I'm kind of swapping, swapping between at the moment to, uh, yes, yeah, I say just uh, test and feel. Also, because also because I mean, I, I would, I've, I've been yeah. I've been injured. I've been injured a little bit, so I haven't I haven't been training much. Uh, I haven't been doing any full training sessions, which kind of giving me it's giving me a bit of time here to just uh, you know have a feel and uh, go catch some balls and see what feels good. So uh, there's no uh, there's no games and and uh, pressure for me at the moment. Uh, so uh, in that aspect, I've been able to just. Uh, yeah, just have fun, you know. Just try goalkeeper gloves. That's that's uh, that's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, I was about to say the uh, testing phase must be the most interesting phase, right? Because you get you get to test all these different kinds of gloves. Like you don't always have to wear the same pairs every single time. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's very. Be, you know, when yeah. there's a when there's a box in my spot and I, it's a new pair of gloves. Ah, oh, that that's just like when I was uh, when I was a kid. Same feeling. Can't wait to just uh, test them, put them on straight away to see if they fit, first of all. And then, uh, yeah, can't wait to just uh, give them a go. No, yeah, honestly, that's uh, I just got two new pairs today. And the first thing I did was to rip them out of the package and put them on like yeah. I just got a new pair <laughs> of something <laughs> for Christmas, like a kid. It's it's amazing. It's the best. It's the best. Jakob, we are uh, coming to the end of the of the episode today. And, and this episode takes us places I actually didn't expect, but that's usually the best episodes is where we have a topic, but not a script. And then we just talk about it and it goes in one direction. And then sometimes it goes in another direction. Uh, So we are very grateful that you took your time today and shared your knowledge on the, on the podcast. Of course, it's been a pleasure. It's uh, it's actually very fun to, have this goalkeeper specific uh, talk you don't have much about it out there so i uh, really enjoyed it 
And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review, and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. Thank you.